Our sisters who are not married yet. How many of you is believing that God give me a husband who is prayerful? No. Just one out of the ten who want a man who is prayerful. All of us want, number one, a man who is financially, economically good. At least he has a three-bedroom house. Fully furnished, leather chairs, air conditioned everywhere. Has a big compound. He has two cars, one spare one. He has a good company. He works in a good company. And he goes to church. Not he's a good Christian. He goes to church. So that he can take good care of me. And now you get up and one of such men is in front of you. He has pocket his hand. And he's using the latest sleek car. Rolling it. Then while he's standing in front of you. He will say, uh, uh, what, what, uh, uh, it looks like something in my car. Then he will press the room. Then you hear the car. Zoom, zoom. Uh, somebody has started your car. No, 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 nobody. It's just the remote can start the car and they open the gate and then put it off. Ah, sister, like I was saying, you know, I like you, you see. When I see you, you see that all of a sudden, the sister will be shaking. Oh, God, prayer answered. Oh, God, prayer answered. God, prayer has answered. Oh, God, it's God who brought this man. Pastor said it. Pastor said God will bring our husband. Wherever he is, pastor said it. Pastor is a good pastor. Oh, pastor, pastor said it. Hey, pastor said what? The Lord revealed to me that you have a great future. He said, I know that already. My pastor has been saying it. The word of God has been saying that I have a great future. So, brother, what else? Hey, sister, like I would say, brother, please, I beg. You know, we just closed church. I have other things to do. So, I have to rush and finish. Okay, I have assignment. So, we, who God will, on Sunday, will continue. You will put the brother at the prayer point. Stay there and continue with your revelation. Because I'm looking for something else. But the Bible said, for God to bring you to the worthy place, he will take you through sufferings. He'll take you through sufferings. You want the wealthy place? Hallelujah. You want the husband who in the midst of the money and the blessings and the finances and the houses and the cars, still this man will wake up in the morning and will say, sweetie, what will you eat? You will be sleeping there and this man will wake up in the morning and say, sweetie, it looks like today you are not very well. Can I lift you and go and wash you so that when I finish, I prepare you to sleep. Then I'll go to the market and come and he will be bathing you for you. You want the one who said, sweetie, it's all your things. Are they dirty? You leave it. I'll wash them for you. If you want that kind of man and still there's money and there's wealth and that man, when you, you said you have headache, that man will wake up in the night and begin to pray and pray and pray and you'll be lying and say, that, oh God, thank you for this husband. You want that one be ready for the sufferings of God. God must prove you to know that you are also a virtuous woman who is worthy for that kingly man. In the same way, if you're also looking for that wife, who will pamper you? That wife, that in the middle, 12 midnight, you say, I'll eat fufu. That wife will wake up 12 midnight and pump fufu with you while singing. Eat 12 midnight and he's pumping fufu for you without shaking a movie. If you want that kind of a wife, Mr. Gentleman, be ready because God will break all your horns and all your wings. That makes you look like a monster when you are coming. God will submit and subject you and make you to look nobody before he gives you that treasure of a human being. He will prepare you through sufferings for the wealthy place. Hallelujah. Listen to me. If you see a flashy, blessed Christian going, 
Don't look at the story of the moment. Go back and look at the history of his or her make. Amen. Anytime you see a Christian who looks so flashy, so beautiful, so handsome, and reflecting the glory, the glamour, the sweetness of the Lord, don't say, ah, I wish, I wish, I wish. It is the saying of the selfish. Go back and look at the history. Where from he? Whence come thee? And where has the Lord brought you? If you can trace where God picked that person and come to where God has brought that person, you'll be content with who you are and know that one day God will take you there. Hallelujah. The reason why we preach the gospel is not because we have arrived, but we want to tell you that we are coming from somewhere and we have arrived somewhere. So if you can follow the footsteps where we have come from, you will arrive at where we are going. Hallelujah. He said he would do this and take you to your wealthy place. I know God will definitely take you to your wealthy place. He will not leave you here. He's taking you to your wealthy place. Hallelujah. Church, there are certain sufferings that we're going to go to. Number one is wanderings. As we read, if you have copied all the, the scriptures, the references I give, you see, the first suffering that because of the promise of God, you are going to face is wanderings. Wanderings. You will wander about in this life because of the promise. You will not know where to go and what to do. Because of the promise of God. You will wonder about, I remember some time, well, 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 after, after, I think about 97, 98 there, if somebody asks me, so what do you want to do? I'm lost. I don't know what I want to do. One aspect of me says you'll be a pastor. I know definitely I'll be a pastor. The other aspect of me said go back and pursue your engineering. I want to go to the university. I am confused. Other pastors say go to the Bible school. The other pastors go to the university. Other pastors move to Accra. Other pastors stay still stay at Takwa. And I'm totally confused. I'm living in a wonderland. Don't know what to do. Confused, frustrated. Hallelujah. I don't know what to do. God has come to Abraham and said, Abraham, move to where I'm going to bless your life. Move to where I'm going to make you a great person. Move to a land I'm going to give to you. Abraham, move. Settle and the God said, move again. He settled to the south, God said, move again. He settled to the east, move again. He went to the north, move again. The man has roamed all over the land. Still, God has not said anything. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of us, we have moved all around. We still... We have done one-man business. We have done two partnership business. We have become a staff. We have become a director. We have become a CEO. We have become a trader. We have become a marketer. We have gone to administrative training. We have everything you can talk about. We have become all and still we are nowhere and nowhere to be found. We still don't know what we are doing and where we are. When this is happening, know that God is planting your name around. I said God is what? planting your name around. One day when God brings you to your wealthy place and you need something from where you have been before, you will pick a telephone and there's someone there who knows you. Amen. When finally Abraham has settled and there was a problem, 
he knew the king of Egypt and he can easily walk straight to the king of Egypt only that he went to lie because they've heard of him before for a long time when Joseph was coming back to Egypt already people know him there so while God is keeping you wandering you around know for sure that God is not messing you up he is just planting your names around and keep in your mind the promise of God so that you will stay away from any anxiety and fear. Keep in your mind. As you wander about, as you move about, as you, you go about, as things begin to jam around your life and you don't know what to do, just keep in your mind that God has promised you. Because the promise is stronger than whatever you are experiencing. Amen. We have wandered. We have suffered, I'm telling you. We have tried you. Let me hit the next point. Then, then I explain that we pray and we, we are out of this place. Misleading. Because of the wonders and because of some of these things, listen to me. One thing you are going to suffer because God has promised your life is you will be misled. You will be misled by the people who are around you. Church, that is why if you want to see the promise of God fulfilled in your life, be careful about the people who are around you and what they say to you and what they tell you. Be careful. Hello? The falling of all great men as a result of the people who were around them. Until the person who is closer and around you gave you out or mislead you, misguided you, there is no way you will slip or you trip off. Sometimes we have trusted, we have confidence, we have hope in the people around us that everything that they say, we think they are saying it for our interest. But be careful, it's not everything that comes to you is for your interest. Sometimes people are crafty and people are very, very dangerous. Somebody may be telling you that it is good for you to leave this job and go to this job. Only for you to leave to find that they are in that job. Amen. And I said, Sarah will mislead you big time. And who is Sarah? Sarah is your trusted and supportive companion. It's not only your wife. Because Abraham, it was his wife. But no, in today's context, Sarah is the person you trust and you know that as for this person is always there for me. Be careful about such people that you call my trusted and my closest supportive. They are my companion, my comrades. They'll mislead you big time. Hallelujah. Abraham thought Sarah was giving him the best of advice. Go in for Hagar. And Abraham has gone in for Hagar. Because he knows Sarah will never lead me. Sarah will not allow me to go through anything that will jeopardize the promise of God. Sarah is supporting me so that we will fulfill the promise of God. Followed Sarah's instruction. The same Sarah came back and said, Abraham, sack Hagar. The same person. Abraham was like, what are you doing to my life? What are you doing to my life? You told me that if I leave my job and I come and work with you, you are going to be a blessing. You will do ABC. Gave me all conditions, all benefits, and I left my good job. I came to you. Look at how you are handling me. Three months you have not paid me. 
and they will tell you, if you don't like the job, leave and go. The same math that gave you the good promise, that same math will give you the opposite of the promise. Hallelujah. So sometimes, be careful. Be careful. Because, you see, it will take you to think that God don't like you. Sarah messed up Abraham, but when that happened, know that God wants you to know the consequences of trusting in human beings over him. Sometimes. Be very, 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 very particular. Analytical and prayerful. When human beings comes into your life concerning matters that have to do with you and the promises of God. Amen. When people sorry, come talking to you on matters concerning marriage, matters concerning your faith, matters concerning your profession, work, and matters concerning your relationship with other human beings. Be careful. I said what? Be careful. Because these are life issues. Things about your marriage is your life issues. Things about your profession is your life issues. Because economic power is the wheels of destiny. Hello? Like I said, money, even though the Bible says the love of it is the root of all evil, but money is the wheels of purpose. You can carry all the purpose. You want to build a, a, a bridge from Accra, Atlantic Ocean onto the Pacific Ocean. Cross it. It is possible only when there's money. Hallelujah. So when people drop into your life and they start making suggestions for you, church, that had to do with your marriage, your financial life, your relationship with other human beings, and, 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 and that of some personal matters that you know, but take your time. Take your time. Pray. Go back to listen to me. What I do is anything that has a direct relationship with my life. When people come talking to me, I listen to them, but I go to the Bible. What is the final word the Bible has to say about what this person is saying? Amen. Because if you don't take time, Sarah will mislead you. I said Sarah will hold, mislead you. The third thing is lost. You're going to pray from here? Lost. If you have lost anything good, get ready because we are about to pray. Lost. You will lose every good thing that you got it out of decent crime. If you want the promise of God, Everything you think is good for you now that I have God. If it was not by God, it will go. It will go. No matter what. Hallelujah. I quite remember when we became born again fresh. I've got this girlfriend who was in a glorious church. She was a Christian. I wasn't a Christian then. But she was, yeah, okay with me. The Bible is a very interesting thing. 
When it's about two Christians who are in the kingdom of God going through any challenges, they are left to God. But when a Christian step out of the kingdom of God and start go out there, God will not deal just with you. So I was moving with this sister, then I became born again. And when I became born again, I met with this sister. And then we said, today I became born again. She was happy. Oh, thank God. That was my prayer for you. I said, thank God that it was a prayer for me. So after two months or so, I said, you know, now I'm born again. So I'm a Christian. So, you know, now no Tom and Jerry and no any uh, jiggy uh, jiggy uh, and then we won't do any moonwalk. Sister said, no problem. Three months along the line, the sister came and said, okay, now, you see, you are about to go to A-level now. So when you go this thing, so can we start now planning for marriage and anything so that even if you see my people and you do the knocking, and you know those times going to A-level, it wasn't teenagers, I was a grown. That's about 95, 97 there about. I was 27 years. So 27 years, I have every vision of marriage. The sister said, cool. We sat down, we planned everything. And this sister was rich. 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 Only daughter. Amen. I said, only daughter with only two brothers. And both of them are living out. And their mommy has four-story buildings. Chains of shops. Buses. That right. She was rich. Sometimes you go to the shop in the evening and they are carrying the money they sell for the day. They put it in trunks. You know those black and red trunks? Sometimes five near she share. And then they will carry it, put it at the boot of a car and they are taking it to bank. When you see it, you say that, yes, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not the Lord is my shepherd, but this lady is my shepherd. See that. Hallelujah. Everything, it was good. I moved to Accra. Then I know that, well, everything was going to go. Everything nice, nice. I was in Accra. I got a telephone call. I said, oh, you know, this lady is not well. She's in hospital. So really, oh, okay, I'm praying for her. The next telephone call I got was that she was dead. <laughs> Holy daughter. She was dead. Was it I the reason why she died? I don't know. But if she has stayed, I don't think I could have been a faithful pastor. Because I wouldn't know what they call it faith. Hallelujah. Everything was available. You want a car? She doesn't need to cough. Oh, she Ma. Sometimes I go there after evangelism. We finish. We are hot. We came. And he came. I said, Charlie Mary. Okay. Ma. If you have a girlfriend and the mother says that you pay for man unko ube jano, sure. But you know I say, It's nice, but she died, and up to today, I was. What was the reason? She was a good Christian. She was a chorister. She 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 she, she had everything that you can think of. The church like her. She support the church. She, so why should she go at such a time like this? Listen to me. It might have cost my faith. Hallelujah. That is why I said everything good thing that you've got out of decent crime it will go. And I said Ishmael will go. 
Ishmael was not bad. I was telling somebody, do you know that God didn't curse Ishmael? God never cursed Ishmael. No. God told Abraham, I will bless him. I will make him great. I'll give him the east. And I'll give him the fatness of the east. He's talking about the oil of the east. If you're talking about oil, go to the east. God said, I'll give it to Ishmael. The fatness of the east. I'll bless him because Ishmael is as a result of you. Abraham, who have the promise and the covenant of God with you. But you know something? Because Ishmael was not received or got through the faithful way I wanted, Ishmael will go. Even though I'll bless you. Hallelujah. So, sometimes God will cause Ishmael to leave. So that you will learn to know that God is the one who blesses. And it is not easy. You see, when God are taking some good things, some treasure things out of your life, thank him. You might not understand why God has caused me to lose this one and God is bringing this one. You might not understand. Listen, I have learned to understand one thing, not to question God, but always to praise and thank God. Because you cannot question him. Always learn to praise and thank him and just look at what God wants to do. What it is in the plan? What is his game plan? What is God up for? What is he up to? What is he doing? Because one day you will get there and you understand that, oh, I see. This was it. But all you have to do is always learn to know that the promises of God supersedes everything. Hallelujah. No matter who, no matter how important, no matter how treasure, no matter how good they pay, the thing is, know that the promise of God is the greatest. It could be Hagar, it could be Ishmael, it could be Sarah. At the end of the day, it is the promise of God. And as long as you live for the promise and you stay for the promise, I'm betting you, the promise will come to pass. The promise will come to pass. You will go through it, you will suffer it, you will face it, but the promise of God, God will not bring you through all these promises and leave you like that. No, that is not his plan. It's just a matter of preparing you. And in preparing you to prove you, he will take some hard task. Amen. It will take some hard task. But at the end of the day, you shall be there. Turn to the person next to and tell the person, you shall be there. Tell the person, I know you shall be there. Tell the person, I know you are going through it. It is hard. But there's come. The Lord will calm you. The Lord will settle you. Everything will come cool. It will not continue forever. Hallelujah. He has promised he will never fail. I will honor. I will honor. He has promised he will never fail. His faithful is forevermore. His faithfulness is forevermore. I want you to bow down your head. He has promised he will never fail. baba. I will love you. I will love you. 
suffering you are going through open your mouth and say it to God every suffering you think you are going through every suffering you think you are facing every suffering is every suffering you think you are facing just open your mouth and talk to God just talk to him God just talk to him God every suffering every suffering every suffering every challenge every problem everybody just talk to him Say, God, oh God, every suffering, just mention it to Him. You have prayed, you have fasted, you have given, you have tried everything, and still, it is still pending. It is still pending, and you don't know why. Why should this, why should I go through this suffering? Why should I go through this problem? Why should I go through this challenge? What is happening? Just talk to Him. Just talk to him. Tell him God. Tell him God. Say, Father, I don't know this suffering. But take it away from me. Take it away from me. Take it away from me. Carry it away from me. Lift it off my neck. Lift it off my head. Lift it off. Take this. Take this off. Take this off, God. Take it off, God. Manturoshi kapalaba. Hanturiyabali baba. My house, my children, my family, my business, my marriage, my faith, my prayer. Take this. Take this burden. Take this burden. Take this suffering. Take this suffering. Take this suffering. Take this suffering. Remove this suffering. Release me out, God. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand on your chest, everybody. Oh, Father, this morning I sent forth your word. The soothing word that suits every burden and every sorrow. I sent forth your word that takes off every burden of the mind, every sufferings of the heart. I remove it, God, and I declare deliverance to your people. May they, God, be delivered out of this burden and suffering. Sufferings of sickness, sufferings of marriage, sufferings, God, of mental confusions, frustrations, sufferings of any infirmity, God, sufferings of their prayer life. I pray that God, you will take this burden off. And I declare that God, that they may know that it is for the preparation unto the wealthy place of their life. And may they understand that you are being prepared them and that is the result of some of the triads that you use. But you will bring them, God, to a wealthy place. I declare that, God, may there be soundness in the spirit. May there be peace in the soul. And may there be love in the heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the church shall say, Amen. Hallelujah.